Hi, welcome to the Waiting Wall Changes Everything podcast. I'm your host, Courtney. And I'm Kelly, founder and writer behind the Waiting Well Changes Everything ministry. The Bible overflows with stories of God's people waiting on his promises. We ask, we seek, we knock, and then we wait upon the Lord. Waiting Well Changes Everything ministry reminds us of the specific promises from God that secure our footing. With obedience and faith, it is possible to experience unanticipated blessings simply because we choose to wait well upon the Lord. Episode three, we're back. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) How are you today? Um, I am, I am reflective today. Um, it's been a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, God has really been stirring in me over the last week and convicting me. Um, and so before we get into today's podcast, I really just want to pray with our listeners, um, And then I'll kind of go into some of the conviction that's happened. So, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into this podcast. Holy Spirit, give me the words, but also open my heart and open my eyes and my thought process to the things that you want me to say, the honesty that you want me to bring. Lord Jesus, I ask you to meet our listeners with open ears and open hearts to hear the message. Um, and to relate in whatever way is convicting to them. God, I thank you for this means of communication. I thank you that you have prompted this on our hearts to do this. But Lord, I also know that our humanness can get in the way, and I ask you to close my mouth, to close my mind to anything that is not of you, Lord Jesus, in your name. I rebuke the enemy and any kind of infiltration that the enemy has planned and purpose to stop the message or to scramble the message. Lord Jesus, it is only you that I uh, want to glorify in this message. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So there's a couple of things that I... I want to get into this week. Um, first of all, so the listeners understand, in the last couple of podcasts, I have been very detailed. I I have had written notes out with everything that I want to say. And uh, God placed on my heart probably a couple years ago to go show them what I've told you. Go tell them what I've shown you. Um And I've taken that mandate extremely seriously. And what was interesting in this podcast is that when I, when I write, as I said in the introduction, the message is very, it's very controlled. It's like the Holy Spirit really um, is very clear with the writings that he gives me. And so I've, I've been obedient and I've written them. But when the podcast happened, it was much more, um, there was a greater opportunity to um, have my own humanness in that. And I really fought that. Like, I scripted out everything. I was very adamant that I didn't want to say anything that was not written down, that was not from God. And you and your sister were <laughs> gave me a lot of grief for that. Um, but what I realized in praying over this, because it, it 
this has seriously pushed me out of my comfort zone. And what I realized is that I was so controlled in the message that I took away the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to just move in our our conversing back and forth. And that it was almost like, you know, if I if I have the power to give you the words to write, don't you think I have the power to give you the thoughts to speak? Mm-hmm. And so that was convicting. And then you put on top of it, um, when you when you step into this, you all of a sudden are very mindful of analytics and how many people are listening or how many likes do you have on Facebook or how many followers are there or, you know, you, you make these really nice reels and how many times have people looked at them and then you get all of these different emails from these social media sources and they're like, how to increase followers and how, you know, if you spend money and do this and that and to increase the the followers or the people that are impacted by the messages. And I really found myself in the last week spending more time focusing on all of those things versus focusing on God and the message and the fact that it really doesn't matter if there is one or two people out there that are listening and that are totally connecting and God is speaking through to them or if there's 500 or there's a thousand or whatever, it's like, and, and I don't have to go seeking all of those analytics because God is ultimately in control of this message Mm -hmm. and he's going to reach out and connect whoever it is in that audience that's going to need to hear it. And so I spent from about Wednesday to yesterday say last night Saturday night being very uh convicted and repenting and really just saying you know what God this is your deal this is not my deal and though I always pray for me to get out of the way it's more of me getting out of the way and and my mindset like like reset my mind so that it's this is more of what it what it's supposed to be yeah i as you were talking you probably saw me over on my phone i swear i wasn't texting i was (laughs) trying to find this verse um it's in first corinthians chapter three um and i'm just gonna read five through seven it says what then is apollos what is paul they are servants through whom you believed and each has the role the lord has given I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So then, neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. And I was just thinking, because I also, you know, as the kind of manager of the social media pages, I get caught in that, like, trap, too, of, like, oh, how many look like likes and have we grown? And I think, you know, what makes ministry so different um, is like we don't have to worry about our own efforts growing it like God is the one that grows it so we plant we can water whatever that may look like but ultimately God is the one in control of the growth yep that's exactly right and I think that the enemy that's one of the ways that the enemy really can detract from the ministry's message and and can really 
Um, you know, the enemy may not necessarily have the power to take down the message or the ministry of what you're doing, but he's in there stirring the waters up and, mm-hmm. and dirtying it with, you know, instead of the focus being on Jesus and, and helping people to stand on the promises that God has given, it becomes more of all of that. It, it, it's like Jesus, when when he was came out of the wilderness and fasting and the enemy was coming at him with those three questions, those three questions were really designed to to have to to distract Jesus into a power and control that was not it was not he had he rebuked the enemy mm-hmm. and it was really this week of of doing a lot of rebuking of the enemy and going back to um, the whole purpose and the mission that God has given us to bring these messages out and and when we on a Sunday for our listeners so we go to church we serve our whole family serves in church and then we come home and and we tape these messages and in addition to that I'm also leading uh, a couple of women's groups bible study groups and I'm finding that the more I step into serving the more the enemy is coming at me. Like Mondays for me are just, it's incredible, the spiritual warfare that I'm under on a Monday. Um, and so first of all, I ask for prayer for everybody on tomorrow when Monday comes, but also <laughs> um, just recognizing that when you are stepping forward into what God has planned and purposed and making a difference in his kingdom, it is not going to be easy. Like the enemy is going to meet you at every possible moment and every weakness. And for me with the ministry, I mean, we're only a couple of weeks into this podcasting and and this overwhelming sense of analytics just like totally washed over me that I was not anticipating. And thankfully through the conviction of the Holy Spirit, I feel like, okay, I've reset. And so the listeners you guys obviously can't see this but in the first couple of ones Courtney and I were sitting at a table and I was very formal about this and with my notes in front of me and everything was dictated out of what I was going to say and what I asked her to say and now we're sitting in the living room and she's reclined on a couch with a blanket and I'm <laughs> I'm in the living room in a in a comfortable chair and we're just having this conversation and and uh god you know the holy spirit's gonna move as he wants us to move i'm all for relaxation so (laughs) i'm definitely on board with where the holy spirit's leading you (laughs) yeah so i think um for today what i'd like to do we've we've had some listener questions and i so i wanted to not uh postpone those so if you want to read one of the questions i think it may relate to some of what we were talking about today sure okay so one of our listeners um wrote in what are some ways you can change the lies and thoughts that the devil puts in your head i know he comes at me hard when i'm feeling really close to god one thing i do is i start singing praise music in my head what are some other ways to turn your thoughts to the goodness of god I think that's a really great question. Um, 
and it's one the first thing that I would say for that is that you are not going to stop the enemy from um, coming at you from from trying to infiltrate your mind with messages um, the thing that you have total control over is to lean into God and to stand firm on God's promises and you have control over the messages that you are going to allow into your mind and those that are going to um, take control of your behaviors and and it's all a, it really is a choice um, one of the things that I have found incredibly helpful uh, is is utilizing the armor of God like physically and literally using the armor of God to stop those uh, messages from the enemy coming in um, why don't you read Ephesians 6 so that everyone um, has an idea of what I'm talking about. Okay, so Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 18 say, Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God, so that you may be able to resist in the evil day, and having prepared everything, to take your stand. Stand, therefore, with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request, and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. So, um, <coughs> so the listeners understand, we're on the eighth time of trying to walk through Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Um, eight times I've started talking about this and my mind has gone squirrely. We've had to stop. Um, I thought Courtney was giving me a signal. This, I mean, just crazy stuff has just been happening. And it, it, the enemy is just, when you call out the enemy and make it clear what his schemes and plans are and how to um, stop it, it is crazy the things that'll happen. And while I'm trying to regather my thoughts, I want Courtney to share a story that she told me um, several years ago that, that just blew my mind. Okay. Yes. Gather your thoughts. <laughs> um, okay. So I was told this story by a woman I went to church with when I lived down south. Um, and we were at a Bible study studying the armor of God. And... She told us the story just so we had like a clear understanding that this really isn't a symbolic thing. It's real. Um, and so the story goes, there was this girl who had started coming to church. She was a teenage girl. Um, and they noticed that she was coming alone and she looked a little timid and kind of scared. And so they befriended her and started to get to know her. And they found out that this young girl's mom... Um, was a Wiccan or she practiced witchcraft. 
And the girl kept coming to church and they really started to get to know her. And the girl asked, do you think you could come talk and talk to my mom and pray with my mom? And so they said, yes, of course. So um, this woman went to this young girl's house and she parked down the street um, and sat in her car. And she's like, you know what? Before I go and, and pray or talk to this woman, I really think I should pray on my armor. So she sat in her car a couple blocks away and prayed on the full armor of God, got out of the car and walked up to this woman's house. And she knocked on the door and the woman answered and looked at her. And before she could say anything, this woman says, I see you put your armor on. And it was just Mm. like this profound story of like, whoa, Mm -hmm. this isn't symbolic. Like in the spiritual realm, like your armor is real. Yep. And yep. can be seen. Yep. I think that uh, anytime we're having a conversation about the lies and the schemes and the manip- manipulations of the enemy, um, he he is not happy. We are calling him out and we're making people aware and we're providing, you know, the reinforcing the ways that God has given us to fight spiritual warfare. And that armor is huge it is it is huge ephesians 6 10 through 18 is um the tool that god has given us and you know when you read through the various ways the the breastplate and the belt and the shoes and the helmet and it those are in the shield those are things that back in the day Um, when people were looking at Roman soldiers, they could relate to the sandals, they could relate to the breastplate and the belt and the, the, the physical shield and the sword. Those are all things that, that tools that that Roman soldier had that they could see and understand and equate to God's armor. In today's world, that might be a little bit more difficult to kind of wrap your arms around. But God had given me an image a while ago, a couple years ago now, of what a current day armor of God would look like. And so you would have the the boots of peace, which would be steel-toed, waterproof hiking boots that no matter you know what mountain you climbed or the rocks or going through valleys and streams and your feet and your ankles were protected, they they gave you stability and through whatever it was that you were going through, they gave you, they brought you the peace to be able to walk through in a safe way. You had your belt of truth, which um, if you picture those belts that people wear when they're doing heavy lifting, or like if you go to Home Depot, you see people wearing these safety belts to to firm up and protect their spine and give them the strength and stability. You go, you see a police officer that's got a full breastplate of armor on, bulletproof armor. Um, one of the ones that I really, really, I, I utilize all the time is the helmet of salvation. If you picture the helmet of salvation as a full face motorcycle helmet that you are sliding over your head, if you've ever had one of these on, it is just, it, it protects everything. Like you can feel it in your jaw and over your head and, and it just, that pr- will protect your mind. It protects your eyes. It protects your mouth. 
it really is this means that God has given to um, protect everything from the en the infiltrations of the enemy. And if you picture in a full face motorcycle helmet, a, a lot of times now they've got walkie talkies inside. And so if you had this walkie talkie with this communication, this two way communication between you and God that the enemy cannot infiltrate, it's, it's just incredible. And when the enemy is coming at me with doubt or, or questioning my, my walk with God, I literally picture sliding this motorcycle helmet over my head and immediately those thoughts go away. And, uh, another thing that God had showed me was the breast, uh, not the breastplate, but the, um, shield of faith. I always equated the shield of faith that it was my faith. Like my faith was going to protect me um, against the the fiery darts of the enemy. Well, that is not the case. I mean, if you if you have a fire pit or you have a barbecue, if you put a piece of tinfoil on there and you put some food there and it's gone through its cooking, you pick that piece of tinfoil up afterwards and it's about as flimsy and I mean, there is nothing. And that's what my faith is. I, I don't want that kind of a shield protecting me. Um, Psalm 91.4 is what that shield is. And Psalm 91.4 says, His faithfulness is a shield to protect me. So God's faithfulness is the shield in that armor that protects you from the enemy's fiery darts. And then the only piece of um, uh, offense, offense weaponry in this full armor is the sword and the sword is the truth it is the word it is it is what god gives us through his scripture and i have this image like in star wars when they have the lightsaber and you hear that vroom vroom <laughs> of the of the lightsaber kind of moving back and forth that's what i picture the double-edged sword of the word of god is just cutting through everything the enemy has to say and so you take all those images and you are totally protected and it reminds me i, I had a friend um several years ago we were doing a, a bible study and she was not familiar with the armor and so when we went through this whole thing and i was sharing with this group the images that god gave she's like well do you like literally put it on and I said, well, you can. So she, she came back to the group after a couple of weeks and she started in the shower every morning. She would physically go through like putting on boots and sliding on a helmet. And like she's in the shower doing all of these movements to physically put on <laughs> the armor of God. And she said it, it just radically changed her days, mm -hmm. like just going through that motion. And that's one of the biggest ways that we can fight the enemy. And the thing with the fighting the enemy is to realize that we're already fighting from victory. We're not fighting for victory. We're standing in the victory that, that Jesus has already given us when he died and was resurrected. And we often give way more credit to the enemy than we ever should, but recognizing that the battle that we're fighting 
is a spiritual battle. It's not a battle against our husbands or our ex-husbands or our ex-wives or our wives or our kids or our bosses or co-workers. They are just the tools. They are pawns that the enemy uses to come at us in in whatever way is happening. And we choose how it is that we're going to respond to that. And the waiting well comes in being a window through which others can see Jesus, even when they are persecuting us or they are lashing out at us. It's it putting on that armor helps in the response that we're going to have for them. And so going back to that listener's question, one of the ways that I, I one of the biggest ways is praying on the armor. Um, I pray on the armor. Our home is always filled with worship music. Um, I've anointed our home. I've prayed over our home. Um, I make choices as to what is allowed, like not in a controlling manner, but like our kids and, and you and your, your brother and your sisters, we all know, um, we all make decisions on what it is that comes in the house, what we're looking at on the computer, what we're watching on the TV. If you've had a situation where something has come into the house that is not of God, then repel it out, repent it out, you know, rebuke it out in Jesus's name. Don't allow it to fester. And, and, and I've proactively now am always mindful of the atmosphere and, and welcoming the Holy Spirit in and being surrendered and being obedient. And in those, um, in those things comes the chain, the mindset, like the enemy cannot come at me um, in the ways that he used to be able to do because of all those things. Yeah, it's actually funny. I can tell the difference on the days when I pray on my armor in the morning versus when mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'll like be halfway through my day and I'm like, man, I am just feeling really anxious today or why is this bothering me? Or I'm just feeling kind of the weight of the world mm-hmm. extra heavy. And then I'll be like, oh my gosh, I didn't pray on my armor this morning. Um, and I think it's just, I think it's crazy that I can actually tell the difference and how I perceive things and, and how much I take offense to things. Yeah. It, one of the other things too, tagging on to what you're talking about with the difference of putting on the armor, um, and going back to the, the listener's question of what are some ways to turn your thoughts to the goodness of God? After you've prayed on that armor and you have the protection, one of the best ways to turn your thoughts to the goodness of God is to recognize what God is doing in your life. There is there is no better way to feel connected and to, to remind yourself of God working in your life than to through gratitude. You know, I've gotten to a point where I am every day, I am thanking God for my home for my income that pays for the home when i get in my truck and my truck starts up i'm thanking god that it starts and that it runs and that he has provided income to pay for it and i'm thanking him for my health and for my kids health and for being able every month to pay the bills and like right down to the most mundane things that people would look at, I am constantly thanking God 
that he has provided all of those things. And, and there's, you know, you talk about turning your thoughts to the goodness of God. There's no better way to do that than to recognize his goodness on the minuscule level of your life. Yeah, as a therapist, I rec- recommend gratitude journaling all the time to my clients, especially those who are dealing with anxiety or depression. And I tell them exactly what you just said. You know, yeah, you can write like, thank you for my house. Thank you for my kids. But gratitude journaling is actually more effective when you have to try and find things to be grateful for right like it's really easy to just name off the big things but I think you really cultivate gratitude when you have to stop and think about little things you don't often think of so I say to my clients all the time like thank you God for the sun streaming through my window this morning as I was having a hot cup of coffee Thank you for um, the cinnamon creamer in my coffee this morning, right? Just the little things that we take for granted and we don't off. They wouldn't be the first things we list, we list off at like the Thanksgiving dinner yep. table table yep. when we go around and say what we're thankful for, right? Um, but a key to that therapeutic intervention is to, is to have to like think about the small little things you wouldn't never normally think of. And that is how it's more cultivated, I think. I love that idea of the gratitude journal. I think that when you're journaling, if you're listening to worship music, um, you're praying, you're in the word, you're praying on your armor. These are all ways that um, we can block the lies and the thoughts that the enemy is trying to put into our head. We are protecting ourselves proactively. Um, You know, God... God assures us in one of his promises that he will fight the battles for us. But that doesn't mean we go into this battle unarmored and not prayed up and and not singing his his praises and worshiping him and in the gratitude. Those are all ways that we proactively um, become warriors in God's kingdom. Yeah, I love that image because, you know, God calls us to be still right and know that he is God and that he's fighting for us but we're also not like sitting ducks right mm-hmm. he's yes. also given us this yep this protection and we have prayer which is the most powerful weapon and um and even just awareness of who our enemy is and how he acts I mean that alone is a gift from God to help us on our spiritual journey until we get to heaven so this has been really encouraging for me I hope um, you listeners also found some little nuggets of truth and, and reminders in there that'll give you strength as we are approaching Monday. Yeah, and thank you so much to that listener who submitted that question. Um, and I encourage other people, if this has prompted something in you, another question, um, to definitely submit it through either social media or private messenger or even email is fine. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us for episode three. And we will see you next week. We'll be praying. Bye.